This is the Week in Addiction Medicine, a podcast resource of timely news and top stories brought to you by the American Society of Addiction Medicine, ASAM. Today is Tuesday, January 31st, and I'm Claire Rasmussen. Our lead story this week, Trends and Characteristics of Buprenorphine-Involved Overdose Deaths Prior to and During the COVID-19 Pandemic, is in JAMA Network Open. This cross-sectional study examined over 70,000 opioid-involved overdose deaths prior to and during COVID-19. From July 2019 to June 2021, the study found that there was a total of 89,000 total overdose deaths and 74,000 opioid-involved overdose deaths. Buprenorphine was involved in nearly 2,000 deaths, amounting to 2.2% of all drug overdose deaths and 2.6% of opioid-involved overdose deaths. Of these deaths, a higher proportion were female, non-Hispanic, white, and people living in rural areas. While opioid-involved overdose deaths increased during this period, those involving buprenorphine did not increase. Next is an article in the American Journal of Psychiatry titled Moderate Alcohol Consumption and Depression. This study compared the effects of consistent abstinence and occasional, moderate, and above-guideline alcohol consumption throughout early to middle adulthood on depression at age 50. The study found that both consistent, occasional, and consistent moderate drinkers were predicted to have reduced rates of probable depression compared with consistent abstainers. Consistent above-guideline drinkers were predicted to have slightly increased risk compared with consistent abstainers but this was not significant. Results were similar for females and males. This preliminary evidence suggests that associations between moderate alcohol consumption and reduced risk for depression may reflect genuine causal effects. Next, we have a study in the Journal of Substance Use and Addiction Treatment titled Racial and Ethnic Discrimination and Tobacco and Cannabis Use Outcomes Among U.S. Adults. This cross-sectional study used data on adults from the 2012 to 2013 National Epidemiologic Survey on Alcohol and Related Conditions, seeking to understand how discrimination affects dual polytobacco and cannabis use and associated use disorders. The study found that experiencing more discrimination was linked to dual polytobacco and cannabis use. Discrimination was also associated with joint tobacco and cannabis use disorders. Associations with more severe outcomes were stronger for white and black adults. A new study in academic emergency medicine is titled Racial and Ethnic Disparities and Emergency Department Initiated Buprenorphine Across Five Healthcare Systems. In this study, the authors conducted a secondary analysis of prior study to evaluate racial and ethnic differences in initiation of buprenorphine for patients presenting with opioid use disorder-related emergency room visits. Overall, 12.2% of patients received buprenorphine, but Black patients were less likely to receive buprenorphine than white patients. Hispanic patients were more likely to receive buprenorphine than non-Hispanic patients. However, these differences were attenuated when controlling for opioid use disorder discharge diagnosis. These findings were consistent with other studies and support additional focus on disparities in emergency department treatment and diagnosis of opioid use disorder. The next study is in Alcohol and Alcoholism, titled Race Differences in the Association Between Binge Drinking and Treatment Among First-Time Justice System Impacted Youth. 
The participants of the survey were 1,216 men between the ages of 13 and 16 who were followed for five years after their first arrest. Face-to-face -face interviews were conducted within six weeks of their arrest, as well as every six months for three years, and then yearly for years four and five. The study found that both prevalence of alcohol treatment and binge drinking frequency increased by age. Among occasional and frequent binge drinkers, black youths were less likely to receive alcohol treatment compared to white or Hispanic youth. Our next study, titled Adverse Childhood Experiences Are Associated with History of Overdose Among Patients Presenting for Outpatient Addiction Care, is in the Journal of Addiction Medicine. In this study, the authors examine the association between childhood trauma and self-report of overdose. Utilizing the Adverse Childhood Experiences 10-point measure, the authors found that those with a history of overdose reported a significantly higher score. The authors suggest that prevention programs for at-risk youth could utilize the Adverse Childhood Experiences 10-point measure to screen for highly vulnerable populations. In addition, the authors suggest that outpatients in dual diagnosis treatment screened with higher scores may benefit from trauma-informed care. Our final article is in Drug and Alcohol Dependence, titled Amphetamines Module Fentanyl Depressed Respiration in a Bidirectional Manner. This study measured the effect on respiration in mice of fentanyl plus either naloxone, deamphetamine, or methamphetamine. The study found that fentanyl alone reduced minute volume to 59% of baseline. This effect was reversed by naloxone in a dose-dependent manner. The addition of amphetamine in low and moderate doses increased the duration of respiratory depression produced by fentanyl. However, amphetamine in high doses increased minute volume to 125% of baseline at 60 minutes. The authors conclude that combining amphetamine or methamphetamine with fentanyl may worsen respiratory depression. This concludes today's episode of This Week in Addiction Medicine. Remember to subscribe to the ASAM Weekly for more exclusive content and our editor's commentary, delivered every Tuesday. Be sure to check us out on social media and asam.org. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week.